All right, everyone. Welcome to the show today. Today, I actually have the Western Wonder with me, and we're going to be doing our take on the Oscar winners. As a matter of fact, this is actually called the Oscars Aftermath for a reason, because this is going to be focusing on the winners of the Oscars. Of course, we're going to talk about some of the controversy that surrounded last night with Will Smith and Chris Rock, but we're not going to try and make a big spectacle of the things that happened. We're going to go ahead, explain what happened in context, and also to give a little bit of a speculation of certain things too, that we think that way that things were handled. But anyways, go on ahead, go over to Good Pods, go over, go over to Spotify, go over to Apple iTunes as well, rate us over there, tell us what you think, and do all that stuff. And you know what? Do a little clicky click, clack clack with the bell. Click that bell to allow, allow you guys to know that you guys we have something new here at Movie Lovers Unite. Go on ahead, click that bell, and let's get on with the show. And hey, Western, Western uh, Wonder, how are you doing? <laughs> I was about to say a whole lot of Western. How are you? Sir? I'm doing great, though. I'm doing good. A little tongue-tied tonight. A little tongue-tied, but I'm all right. Yeah, it's all good. You're all good. It's all good. It's going to be an interesting show. What can I say? <laughs> Definitely will be interesting. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but, you know, we are doing this after, well, aftermath of the Oscars, about the winners of everything. And so the first thing is first, you know, I had Manny on the show. We did a little Oscar prediction. And of course, the majority of the stuff that we thought of actually won. And Coda being one of them for the best pitcher nom. Now, yeah. were you surprised by that at all? No, absolutely not. I actually uh, happened to watch that. I actually kind of broke my, my rule of how many movies I was going to watch that were nominated for Best Picture this year. And I just happened to stumble upon Code. I was like, ah, I'll just give it a watch in the background. But I ended up actually watching the most of it. And it ended up being a really well done movie. Uh, so no real big surprise there. I, I know it's gotten some critics love alongside uh, some other nominees there. But Best Picture, Power to Dog, X, Y, and Z. But uh, a, a very tender moment uh, within all of his wins for, for that one and several other categories that I'm sure you're going to bring up throughout the stream. <laughs> right. And, you know, I liked uh, Coda a lot. I was expecting a darker film, more of a depressing film that the Oscars actually go for. And yeah. whenever I first see this movie, I'm like, wait, this is totally different. This is actually yeah, this is lighthearted. Yeah. It's lightheartedness. Hey, Brandy, how emotional? are you? Yeah, it's emotional. It's heartbreaking. It's got drama. It's got everything you want. And this is totally different in tone with the Oscars. So right. Coda was really good. I ended up introducing Brandy to Coda and everything, too. That was my third time watching um, uh, watching this movie. So I definitely enjoyed Coda. I thought this was really good. And for it to be nominated and beat out Dune, which is basically the Dune Awards for this year. Yeah, I almost was thinking, like, maybe we should rename the show to the Dune Show. You know, we could just right. talk about Dune and the highlights, and that was it. This was before all of the stuff that we're about to get to happened. Uh, it's right. just the Dune Show. <laughs> right, and I thought that that was all that we were going to get yeah. is nothing but Dune awards and stuff like that or yeah. power of the dog but at the same time i'm like you know what power of the dog had a lot going for itself aside from you know the performances and stuff like that it was going up against some controversy itself and i'm like well this could be actually something that winds up happening with like on wolf of wall street for example where there was so much controversy behind that film to the point where they yanked the uh rug from under it right. you know but i thought coda was the better film out of dune 
even though Dune had those wide angle shots that we liked and stuff like that and cinematography. But I'm happy that it won the awards that it did. It deserved it. And Dune was an awesome movie, Randy. I do have to agree with you on that. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be the Best Picture Award. And then next thing you know, we got Slap. <laughs> we actually have Will Smith for his Academy Award for Best Actor. Yes. So let's go on ahead. We're going to go on ahead just knock this out and everything so we can get back to the rest of the uh, Academy Award winners. Okay. Well, let's just say uh, it's a long overdue honor. I know he's been nominated before, uh, I think. Ali, yeah, for Ali, happiness, yeah. right? Those two, yeah. um, and really, uh, you know, he did a really good job portraying this role of a father who's trying to make sure you know his kids go above and beyond in the tennis sport, uh, and he just really did a great job portraying that role. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a bit unfortunate what what happened earlier it had to be a little bit more emotional than I think he planned it to be, um, but you know, it's a long overdue honor. What can I say? I'm just I, I liked it. I liked the movie. I did too. <laughs> it's a space I, To be honest with you, I didn't even feel like Will Smith, that was Will Smith playing Will Smith at all. I felt like that was actually their father. And on the screen, I, every single thing, like I told Manny, I said, I didn't even feel like that was Will Smith. That actually looked like their father, talked like their father, of these two sisters becoming who they are in tennis and also to him, the support of their father. So I really like the emotional aspect of the father trying to do everything he can to support his daughters and also to, to hold them back to where they're to the point where they're not going to be basically washed up by the time their careers are. So holding them back to where they still want it and everything and reaching their breaking point to where they want it. So that's something that I really thought they did a really good job on. And Will Smith definitely deserved the Academy Award and everything, too, for it. Yeah. But... Then we have, before that though, we actually have the Chris Rock and Will Smith fight. Yeah, uh, apparently that was a fight. <laughs> Nobody <Right>. didn't tell me. <laughs> I didn't have any clues. I was watching hockey for the last couple of minutes of the Oscars. <laughs> but, but, hey, Black Fago, how are you doing? But I'm going to be honest with you here, man. I, I thought it was bad taste for what Chris Rock did. You're making fun of someone that has a disease that has Absolutely. their with their hair, to be honest with you. And, you know, you just don't do that. You don't make fun of people that have any kind of disease, especially with women. Women are very particular about their hair. Yeah. And they try to do the best they can to please their man, to make themselves look good for their man and stuff like that. And the last thing that they, that she needed was to get made fun of because she's bald. And everybody was thinking, well, why didn't she? Doesn't she just wear a wig? I think that it goes to this thing here: is this? She's a woman. <clears throat> she faced the fact that she has this disease. So why mm -hmm. hide it in the first place? Why does she have to hide the disease in front of everybody when this is her? This is who she is as a person. Absolutely. Everything. Why does she have to hide it just to benefit somebody else because they don't understand it? So I understand why she would go out full force with being the woman, being the tough woman that she is, yeah. and doing that. Now, with the joke and everything, calling her G.I. Jane and stuff like that, at first you can see Will's having a good time. He's laughing and stuff like that, but it goes into that whole entire deal where I told you about this earlier, where if you saw that movie Dragon, the Bruce Lee story with the biopic yeah. and it's everything, like mm -hmm. right, and, you know, in that movie, 
Bruce Lee is actually offended because there's actually an Asian Chinese guy that's being made fun of on the screen as a comedy. Mm-hmm. His w- future wife to be is over there laughing her ass off at it. And then she looks at Bruce and she realizes that this is not as funny as she thought it was or anything. So this run, th- and of course she also got Bruce out of the theater and everything. And they went on about their own business and everything went on to something else. But I feel like, you know, once he looked at Jada and everything, and after he stopped laughing, he's like, oh, crap, my wife is in distraught right now. Right. It's not gotta, funny like I thought it was. I, gotta do I need to do something. Mm-hmm. So he walks and up to something he did. He goes up to Chris Rock and Chris Rock is over there. You know, he's like, uh oh, here comes King Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and he was kind of leaning in. And the next thing you know, pop, he gets popped in the face. Right. Walks off like. <laughs> and at first, I'm gonna be honest with you. At first, I thought maybe it was staged because of the way that, that he leaned in, and then you know, in acting, when they go on ahead and slap, they do like this and do the slap, or they pat their mm-hmm. pants leg to do the slap, and of course, the person acts like that they got slapped. But then right. you see the camera, and then you see the uncensored videos that came out, right? Where Will's cussing at him and say, "Hey, let my wife." Get your wife's name out of your mouth. Do not even talk about right. my wife. And this also goes back to Russell Brand whenever him and his wife got divorced and everything, uh, too, during stand-up. And someone was smack-talking about his wife. And just because they broke up, just because they split up, does not mean that love connection is not there anymore. No one's allowed to talk about someone else's wife but the person that they're with, unless you're involved in that relationship or something. Oh, absolutely. It's called, it's called respect, mm-hmm. you know? And a movie I, that was snubbed this year. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> right. But, you know, I just feel like, yeah, Will could have probably handled it better than he did. But in that moment, what do you do? Do you just go in and keep taking it? And, and to the point, even though he was roasting other people, but he wasn't going as heavy into the roasting. Right. Than he was with her. He did like three other jokes aside from the hair. Besides the G.I. Jane. Right, because it, it went from Javier Bardem to please uh, will win. And then that's when he launched into that joke and whatever other jokes about, you know, people not having masks on X, Y, and Z. We're still in a pandemic <laughs> type of jokes. Right. Yeah, it, it, it started out on <laughs> an interesting note. What can I say? And, and it just right. crashed and burned. <laughs> exactly. And then after that, you can feel the tension in that room. Yeah. It was like watching Broadway in real time. Somebody just did a, just a dramatic performance. Keep her name out your mouth. Okay, I will. Okay, Silence. thanks, Will. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. I'm so, I'm good. I'm I'm just gonna go this right. way. I'm gonna go cry Sorry, in my room. Now. Rock, I've never seen him stutter before in my life. He went from presenting Oscars to representing documentaries. Uh, I mean Oscars. <laughs> Where are we? Right? Got awards. <laughs> But, you know, I can understand Will. I can understand Will's perspective, yeah. even though I, everybody's like, well, he assaulted Chris Rock and everything. Mm-hmm. I said, I understand he assaulted Chris Rock. I guess there should be repercussions behind that. Yeah, but, you also have to think of the, but, you know, at the same time, though, you know, what do you do? Do you even when if you talk to him behind stage, is there going to be a fight that breaks out behind stage? What's right. I happen? guess you reported like later. Yeah. Or, right. Yeah. I so, I mean, what do you do in that situation? So he had to do something to defend his wife right then and there. And, of course, I'm a guy. I'm going to go on and defend my fiance if somebody winds up talking smack about her or whatever. I'm not going to show anybody any t- 
you let them get away with it. I'm going to do the same thing that Will did, probably. Will there be consequences? Right. Yeah, there's going to be consequences between every action. But that's the only reaction that I can actually think of at that time to do something to put away something like that. Right. That's just my thoughts on it. But it was just rough. Yeah, yeah. I would have cracked jokes on him, but <laughs> play it off and hit back. Obviously, he can dig into uh, their archives because I think they worked together before in a movie or show, or whatever. But <laughs> he no, obviously could have hit back and was like, "Yeah, we need to talk backstage, <laughs> like expeditiously." But at that point, though, you're you're already your adrenaline's already going. You're not thinking about anything yeah. but in that moment, and, and it's no, all yeah, rational thinking just, is over with. You the know? slap. Mm. Yep, and then there's the slap that the world, the whole entire world heard, and the earth. Right, the, the last time we heard something around the world was Freddie Mercury's Live Aid note around the world. That was only 35 years ago. <laughs> well, not only now that, we but the, the last time we heard anything else over uh, in that kind of context before is also, of course, that techno group from ni- 1980s, Def Punk, oh. around the world. <laughs> 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 so that's like another thing that happened a long time ago as well. So now all of a sudden yeah. the world just stopped because of Will Smith. But even the acceptance reward. I liked what Denzel Washington said to him. Absolutely. And everything. When when you're on top, that's when the devil is doing his work. Right. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not going for verbatim, but that's exactly what he says. But and I, I tried like not to make pop- a joke when he said that devil in it because he's done a movie before called Devil in the Blue Dress. I'm like, is the devil the one in the blue dress? But no, that's besides the point. Still, right. it's a resounding comment. <laughs> right. But I liked how he does that. It's a very true statement. And then Will apologizes to the Academy, mm-hmm. the nominees, and stuff like that. Joke. But if you look at the when he first gets up on stage, it looks like Jason Momoa it was about to run on stage. Right. But thanks and, to you, you brought it up because I was right. not paying attention. He looked like he was, was about to run on stage. Like, I'm not going to lie. What's he going to say? Is he is he going to pop on something? What's happening? Right. <laughs> and he kind of stopped. And he goes, okay. I can take a breath and I can sit down because right. Will's um because Will is just doing his acceptance speech and we're good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Black Fago says, "Well, Will pulled the pimp slap from <laughs> Philly, from not Philly, Philly. Not not Philly. Though, I think they need to work it out. They'll work it out. I think they'll work it out too because here's the thing: Chris Rock didn't press any charges against uh, absolutely Will, and it was like, well, if it wasn't staged, wouldn't he press charges? I'm like, well, look." I'm not going to steal no thunder because it's my. I have to talk about this on my show. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: these are actors. These are professional actors. Everybody gets heated every once in a while. And of course, like Will said, we they have to take a lot of heat. They have to pretend and put on a happy face, even though they're going through the hardest times Absolutely. and everything, and be criticized for everything and have a tough shell. And that's exactly what happened, though. Mm-hmm. I think Chris realized, hey, look, I overstepped my boundaries with this. Even though it was a joke, I overstepped my boundaries. I was in the wrong. That's my bad. And everything. I'm not going to press any. Yeah, I'm not going to press any charges on him. That's just my line of thinking. But that's you know me being a little bit more optimistic about it a little bit. But also too, yeah. The most I hope, I hope they'll out. settle it out. You know, they have it a, a meeting somewhere <laughs> with no <Settle> slapping, <laughs> no throwing hands. Right. Right. <laughs> But that's the only time I can say that Rock actually covered uh, covered Rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's enough of the jokes and everything. I'm going to go on ahead. I like the fact that 
Will finally wins his award for King Richard. I thought he did a fantastic job on it. Absolutely. And he definitely deserved it. Hands down. The dude, like I told Manny on the prediction show that we did, I know a lot, I didn't feel like I was watching Will Smith. I felt like I was actually watching the father take these daughters on the road and everything. So yeah, definitely Derpy uh, Gaming. Yeah. King Richard was an excellent film. He deserved it. I'm glad he didn't get the shaft like he did in And Right. He transformed into the character. Now, that's one thing when he was yelling and fussing, I was like, a little bit of Will Lizards, but he didn't do too much. <laughs> no. But Ali was great. The concussion movie was good. Pursuit of Happiness was that. good. Now, the Pursuit he of all... Happiness, I think he should have got an Oscar for it. Yes. yes, definitely. Really but he transforms mm-hmm. his body. He transforms himself into these characters to the point where he's no longer Will Smith. And that's what he did with this film. He definitely deserved it. So let's move on to Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Now, did you see this movie or not? I'm just wondering. No, uh, but I, I knew when she was the announced winner, I said, praise the Lord. I, I had a figure it was either going to be her or Kristen Stewart. Uh, it was the Battle <laughs> of the Biopic Queens this year. <laughs> her, Kristen Stewart, and Nicole Kidman. Who was going to win? But hey, she got out at the end. Um, but yeah, she's very transformative. The makeup. It was it was unique. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> well, Derby Gaming, I was surprised that the actress who played the mother didn't win. To be honest with you, I thought that the woman in West Side Story did a little bit better job of it. That's just me, in my opinion. I thought she did a better job. Don't get me wrong. I thought that the woman, the actress that played uh, the mother did an excellent job. It's just like, when you think of the Oscars, think of it as the World Series. It's just that somebody's always going to outshine you, and it's actually hard to actually get everybody in there that's going to win. So that's just my take. by the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's – with Jessica Chastain – Dodgers in Los Angeles. I'm sorry, the Dodgers. <laughs> but here's the thing. I was actually hoping that uh, Nicole Kidman would have won that award. For Lucy? For Lucy. Because here's the mm-hmm. thing. When you look at this – and everything. Not only does she have to play Lucy, but she also has to play Lucia Ball, which is two right. different people. So she has to switch from Lucy the Ball to I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to transition over. So I think that she did a good job of shutting off uh, I Love Lucy sitcom going into Lucy the Ball. I thought she did a very good job on that, to be honest. You know, and I thought that's a very tough thing to do. Kristen Stewart did a good job of playing Princess Diana, which I never thought in a million years that right, I like would the, actually see. The girl see. from Twilight. <laughs> like, but here's the thing. I actually have to get that out of my mind, though, too, because I did the same thing with Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Right, and everything. And I've seen good movies with Robert Pattinson, in it, aside from the Batman. But you gotta remember I've seen they did him, movies in between that. <laughs> right. But even though her horror movie wasn't that great, um, the other films didn't really land for me, but this movie did. This movie did a good job. So Christian Stewart definitely has the acting chops, and yes, Chris, uh, and also too, Nicole Kidman lands uh, Lucy like a T. And I was hoping that she would actually want it, win it, but just because Chastain did a great job of what she did, I do appreciate what she did with that performance yeah. and everything too. But you know, that's just my thoughts on it. But Jessica Chastain made it too long of a speech. At that thing, I'm like, and here we go with the politics. This is why people Renee don't want to watch. It was all over again. <laughs> now, here's a, here, 
Because she talks on. fast at first. I thought she was nervous about it. Clear. She was like, I'm trying to get out of here. Let me speed it up. Then, you know, when she felt a sense of relief, you know, and no playoff and everything was kind of cool. She was like, okay, I'm in my group now. Let me just break it down. And, you know, stick around here for a little while. Make sure everything is breaded out. I'm just like, oh, that's like a... <laughs> you were doing uh, so good the first half. <laughs> uh, here's the thing with Jessica Chastain, though. When yeah. it comes down to politics and stuff, now I'm not going to get into politics or anything like that because this is not yeah. this is not that kind of show. Mm-hmm. But I did say this whenever I was first starting out doing my audio podcast, so I'm going to say the same thing here. I believe that you can say anything political that you want, just not at an award show where you're accepting an award. No one cares about your political review political views on a reward mm-hmm. on an award show. I'm sorry, that is not the place for it. Thank your producers. Thank your family. Thank God. Thank everybody else. Then make your way off the stage. Now, let's say, for instance, that I'm following you on Facebook or anything like that, and you're go- you're not going to just get like behind the scenes stuff with me. You're going to get the full voice of me. You know yeah. what I mean? You're going to get my political views. You're going to get funny memes. You're going to get a mix of variety of different things because you're following me. Yeah. You may think that you're following me for movies and stuff, but there's so much stuff beyond there that needs to be unmasked and everything. So therefore, you're just following that person. So therefore, you know, you have the right to unfollow somebody if you want to unfollow somebody and stuff like that because of the fact that they are talking politics within their own page, which is understandable because that's who they are. But yeah. if you're going to do it on an award show, that's not the place to do uh, an award. That's not the time to actually do a political rant or anything. No one cares about it. Go on ahead, exit stage left. We don't meet in between. Go on ahead, post up whatever you want to post up on your social medias. That's just my thoughts on it. But, you know, uh, I'm actually happy for Jessica Chastain. So now we're going to go on ahead and move down to Best Original Song, which is by Billie Eilish and Phineas. I think that's how you say his name. Phineas, yeah. Phineas, thank you. Mm -hmm. For No Time to Die. So I'm no further, you get... just Phineas. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I know you're a big music guru and everything too. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. let you talk about that. Well, uh, best original song. Uh, it was a variety of uh, different songs this year that were nominated. Uh, that one in particular, I actually got to hear. Um, you know, it was uh, one of my uh, latest Bond themes that I actually listened to. That I thought was not too shabby. Um, and a surprise to see that she actually nabbed the win uh, over the lots of uh, the one Canto song, which I know was not Bruno, unfortunately, uh, or the song from King Richard that uh, Beyonce did and opened the show uh, earlier, way, way early on in the, uh, the show, which was also a really good song. Um, but, you know, <laughs> Bond themes have a really good history at the Oscars, so I can't say yep. I was too surprised that she's next it, but yeah, needless to say, she's breaking record, she's doing things. If you think about it, though, it was pretty much a slam dunk, if you think about it, with her winning that award, though, because just mm-hmm. about every Bond movie, they pretty much win the awards because of that. Cl- because here's the thing. James Bond is basically your classic Oscars. If you think about it, right. when you look at tone, when you look at everything and stuff like that, it Bond sets the tone for the Oscars, if you think about it, and because of the character and who he is. And the very songs sweet, have that classic richness of the Oscars, in a mm-hmm. sense. But Billie Eilish, she did a good job with it. Her brother did a good job with it. Thank you, Charlie, for correcting me on that. And he says he's so glad that one for uh, that one one third Bond song to win back to back Oscars when nominated. That's that's actually true. 
Randy also said that she, like, she agrees that Dune was awesome. Charlie says three hours and 44 minutes long without a bunch of awards last year was thir- three hours and 19 minutes. Yeah, they could That's because they cut out some stuff and they added some stuff in editing to make it speed along the process. Yeah. And Brandy Goat said that I want to see the Lucy movie and the one, but you'll see that soon. Uh, a matter of fact, I might actually see where the Princess Diana movie is actually streaming at now. So, yeah, we'll definitely watch that, though. Yeah. So let's go on ahead. We're going to go into the rest of the winners. So the next one we have is Best Animated Feature, which is Encanto. And, yeah, that's not yeah. a surprise yeah. when you look at it. Well, you, uh, you were rooting for another uh, movie, right, earlier? Well, here's the thing. It was a tie between Encanto and also Michaels versus the Machine. <laughs> Mitchells Michael's versus the Machine. <laughs> Mitchells versus the Machines. I I, I apologize. Michael but, Jackson yeah, probably was... did battle machines. I just don't know what that movie is, but yeah, right. Mitchell. <laughs> but I had a feeling Encanto would win. For the simple fact is, it has that playback value from kids. Every single time right. you turn around, kids are always quoting it. They're always singing. There's something. Uh, don't we don't talk about Bruno? Yeah. There's also Bruno. that song. And Luca, I had a feeling wouldn't win because it doesn't feel like a Pixar movie. It was right out of the box of something different than yeah. a Pixar movie that didn't feel like a Pixar movie. So therefore, I didn't think it had a chance at winning. But I like the meaning behind it. But it just didn't land as uh, landing for me. But Encanto definitely does. And of course, over at my fiance's niece's house on our birthday, they were watching Encanto. So whenever I saw that, I'm like, yeah, that's a no-brainer. Encanto's definitely going to win this because of the fact that you even have kids questioning certain things in the film, though, too, now. You also have kids quoting the film. This is uh, definitely where it's going to land at. Yeah. No surprise. But... uh, Here's another thing, though, too, is I wish that they would actually had nominated uh, the song We Don't Talk About Bruno over the song that they chose. Yes. And I also didn't like how they ruined that song. Yeah, because the cast only got about a couple of lines. Like, this was a Latin fuse remix of We Are the World, We Don't Talk About Bruno edition. Uh, <laughs> hey, no disrespect to the performers on there. You know, Megan Stallion, great performer. Uh, Becky G, uh, Louis Fonzi, I'm sure they're great, too. Uh, don't really listen to the music that much. But it felt a bit unnecessary to have guest performers, uh, especially after. I just kind of felt it went downhill after Lin-Manuel Miranda announced that his wife tested positive for COVID and he had to back out of the show out of caution. Just kind of went shh after that because <laughs> it was just supposed to be the cast. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> let's see, Charlie also says, dumb choice to not have someone who worked in a Bond movie to be on, on the stage discussing the 60th anniversary of James Bond. Tony Hawk and Sean's white were not the best choice. No, yeah, it's definitely players. not. That was a bit jarring. Yeah. But this is also the most disjointed awards uh, show that you'd think about it. Because yeah. we were even talking about Travis Barker doing off-the-wall stuff with his drums. Yeah, everything was drum every couple of minutes. I remember people were mad that he played off the one international feature winner. <laughs> like 30 seconds into his speech. You know what? All they needed after that was DJ Khaled to say, Another we, one. We the best. <laughs> we, we the best winners. <laughs> DJ Oscar. 
and then have Travis Barker on the drums, drumming and doing his. Right. <laughs> then and, for and sure it's very like, disconjointed. I'm going to tell please, you. A second. <laughs> Let me oh finish. boy! But then we also have Jane Cat Cat for the Power yeah, of the Dog director. for Best Director, which. I haven't seen that movie, but West Side Story, I thought maybe some of the set pieces look kind of small, just like I did with um, Nightmare Alley, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really feel like they captured New York the way they needed to capture New York. I like the remake and everything, but I just I can appreciate the remake for what they did. I like yeah. some of the choices that they did with it. But I didn't really feel that New York aspect into it like I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But I do appreciate the slums of them coming out of the slums at the very beginning of New York with these kids who are actually born from parents of the old neighborhood. And they still try to keep up the traditions of the old neighborhood. So that's something I really liked. And that's something that Manny and I covered on the predictions show. But yeah. What about you, though? Um, well, in terms of best director... Uh, no big surprise there. I thought it would be down to uh, Jane Campion for Power of the Dog or uh, what was the other one that I uh, saw? Was Belfast nominated for director? Yeah, Kenneth Rana was nominated and then you have Roscoe Hemichi for Drive My Car. Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, which I had a feeling wouldn't even get uh -huh. anything because of the controversy with that <laughs> too, film. Too much controversy. <laughs> even, But if you think about it, Power of the Dog also had a lot of controversy surrounded that though as as well, between the director and another actor, who was saying, well, that's not the way that a cowboy should be, or anything like that. <laughs> and, then, and then she comes back on him and says, sir, you play a cowboy. You're not someone that actually is a Westerner or anything like that. But also, too, like Manny, said, Manny and I said, though, was mm -hmm. this. It's what we envision what the West is supposed to be. And thank you for correcting me, um, Charlie. It's Sam Elliott that she winds up coming back on. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't hear what that comedy did uh, on Bradley Cooper and the Star is Born. I'm very concerned about you. Was, was that Chappelle? One of the two. <laughs> Sam Elliott plays the same character in every movie, right. basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I have to agree with Manny, though. It's what we mm. envision the West to be. And because it doesn't envision the image that we have in mind, so it feels different. But I haven't seen Power of the Dog to actually give it its full context like I wanted to. Yeah, well, I but, have. Uh, the visuals stood out, definitely. The direction was really great. Uh, so that, that honor was definitely deserved, you know. <laughs> no big surprise there. I think she did really good with what she had with the movie, uh, adapting it from that book. Was, you know. then, oh, yeah. yeah, and then Jane, Jane also saying not so nice things about the Williams sisters either. Yeah, I heard about that, and her PR said, nah. uh Apologize and quickly right. redacted that. <laughs> Very sorry. So, yeah. Here. Then we also have uh, international feature film, which one, which is, of course, uh, Drive My Car, which I haven't seen yet, but I've seen, well, I've maybe seen like five minutes of the film because I haven't had a chance to. I had to go to bed because of work. Almost three hours, so I got to have my attention on, like, right. you got to watch it. But yeah, I definitely plan to check that out because it seems interesting. <laughs> I didn't really care for the... This is what Black Fago says. I didn't really care for the remake of West Side Story. Not that they asked me. Not that Here's they the asked thing. me. I wasn't... 
here's the thing. I even said this with Manny, and I'm also I know I'm referring a lot of stuff that I said in the predictions and stuff like that. So I do apologize apologize if I do sound repetitive. Mm-hmm. But you know, no one asked for a West Side Story remake. No one ever said, you know what? What I really would like is a West Side Story remake. But what I have to say is the 1962 version will always be a classic. But yeah. when you look at what they did that was different with it, like they changed up one of the characters where he's actually going to college and then the member of the shark uh, members are like, you know what? I don't want this for you. I want something different for you. And he's basically the concierge of the sharks, if you think about it, in that level. So I like the fact that they did that. They also, get, of course, gave the member of the Jets and also the member, of course, Maria and him a date to actually show some type of connection between the two of them, which is something I appreciated in the movie. I yeah. thought the dress that uh, that the shark, the leader of the Sharks member wore was actually perfect. I thought that was really good because she needs to be the one who stands out and has that yellow dress to show some dominance of Absolutely. who she is. So I thought they did a good job with the costume designs with it. But as for a movie itself, as a remake of a 1962 movie that nobody really wanted, then again, what film do we actually think we need, but we don't need, but we actually think that we need. But, you know, but, you know, West Side Story, it is what it is. I enjoyed aspects of it, but other aspects, not so much. But still, you know, this was Steven Spielberg's passion project, believe it or not. Yes, I'm very passionate about this project. Yes, about giving us a remake that nobody wanted. So, right. Ryan McClure's clock's in at three hours long, and, you know, this reminds me of the time when I was going to watch Malcolm X for Black History Month, and I was like, okay, two and a half hour movie, I'll be good to go, I can watch this, and I'll be good to go. And all of a sudden, like, uh, three hours? Sorry, Denzel, I'm going to have to need, uh, I'm going to need a whole weekend for you. <laughs> it, it's a slow movie, it's a slow moving it's, one. Yeah. Right. It's good, it's great, but slow moving. Right. <laughs> But I am definitely going to check out Drive My Car. That's on my to-do list. Uh, so now we have Ariana Dubose, who uh, is best for supporting actress for West Side Story. Like I said, I'm not going to repeat myself on that as well, because you guys already know my thoughts on why she was nominated, and I think that she did a fantastic job of playing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have anything to say about Christian Dunst with The Power of the Dog or The Lost Daughter of Belfast or and you know what? I thought that the actress that played Will Smith's um, wife, King Rick, yes, I thought she did a very good job. It's just that Ariana Dubose did a, a little bit better job than she did. That's just my thoughts on it because it's actually hard to sing and dance and do all that in a dress and stuff like that too. So that's another thing. Right. All I know, she's broken the record to being the second Latina actress to win the Oscar. That's really all I can say. I can't compare their performances because only one of those two movies I've seen. So congrats to her, though. So now now is my favorite moment of the show where where we actually have Best Supporting Actor. Mm -hmm. This guy, I mean, Coda brought me to tears, man. I had man tears coming out of this movie. Man tears. Because of the fact I cried, I laughed, I loved the drama, I loved everything within Coda. Coda was such a great movie. It is. And and Troy Costor, who wins the Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor Award, he pulled on my heartstrings with that acceptance award. Right. Because now he has other people that are inspired, that can't hear, and also deaf people out there that are now acting because of him. 
and everything. Also, too, I also have to say, Reza Med did Sound of Metal a few years ago and was nominated for that movie, and that was also probably some inspiration with the deaf people, though, in the deaf community, but not as heavy as this, though. This is a whole new movement, a whole new thing when it comes to the deaf community and their disabilities, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that they're giving these deaf actors a job and everything, because, Absolutely. I mean, it, it was a great film. It was. He he deserved that award. He he did. And props to the actors from Minari for uh, announcing it in sign language. That was, oh, <laughs> looking around the room like, oh boy, I think there's onions around here. Why why? <laughs> I'm seeing uh, both onions in here. And then the audience doing, you know, the, the applause in sign language. I was like, now there's two bowls of onions in here. What? What's happening? <laughs> I feel like emotions. You I'm know, having all kinds of emotions, but. Especially off of him, though, just thanking everybody and how heartfelt he was and dedicating that trophy to that community is just heartwarming to me. And also, too, humbling to see that on an Oscars. That, to me, for that moment, felt like what the Oscars should be. Everything Because I didn't really feel, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't really feel the classiness of the Oscars this year. Yeah, it was. It in was the all 90s, over the place. Here's the thing: in the '90s, you can feel that classiness of it with Billy Crystal, mm-hmm. with all the other people involved. With this one, I didn't really feel that classiness like I used to feel for the Oscars. You know what I mean? And this was the closest thing to to the acceptance reward that actually feels like the Oscars to me. Uh, best documentary feature, Summer of Soul wins. I haven't seen the documentary stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I need to check out that movie. Um, it sounds very interesting. I think it's still on uh, Hulu, but I have to check that out. Uh, you know, big props to Questlove. Uh, Bruce is a great group. You know, Jimmy Fallon scored a great house group when he was winning. They've been with him years, but uh, I, I'm sure it definitely covers like a major event that probably wasn't really discovered. I think that was around the same time as Woodstock. I'm not mistaken, or afterwards, but it was a big festival. So, yeah, groundbreaking. I got to check it out because I've heard nothing but raise for it. And props to him, you know, keeping it down under pressure after Will and Let's see here. Happened earlier. <laughs> uh, so the next one is my my stuff that I actually got a chance to review, which is short films for the Holly yeah. Shorts Film Festival, and three of those films were nominated. Uh, Long Goodbye was Alika Chu Take and Run I got to chat with the director of that She was a very sweet down to earth person From uh, Not from Sweden but I I forgot what country she was from But she was very kind hearted and very open With everything I wanted to ask her Uh, But then there was also Another movie called Please Hold Long Goodbye Reza Med Wins the award for Best short film and I mean it man this movie is only like 13 minutes long, I believe. And there's so much detail within those 13 minutes of the film where you're rooting for resume and them. Because think of it like this. You're, I always paint a picture before I do a review with short films. And I said, picture this. You're busy doing your everyday life and your everyday activities at home with your family. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're safe. Then you also look at some political stuff that's on TV. I'm like, oh, okay, this is happening in another part of the city or whatever. This is not going to happen to me. The next thing you know, it the political stuff comes to your door to the point where they're being you're being jerked out of your own home, you're exactly. being killed, 
in front of everybody, in front of your neighbors, and your neighbors can't do anything about it to stop them or anything. Mm. And the next thing you know it, you're being shot. And then <laughs> the monologue at the end with Resumit was powerful. So if anybody's wondering where they can actually watch this short film, you can watch that on YouTube for free. Which I will go check out. I was going to do it after King Richard, but I was... Oh, I was drained. It was, it was an experience. So I have to go check it out. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Alicut Shoe is now available to rent as well. You Ooh. guys can also go on ahead and check out Alicut Shoe Take and Run. Check out the review on, on this channel. It'll be in the Holly Shorts Film Festival section of the playlist. So go over there, look in the description. You can actually rent it for like 6 or $7 to support uh, this independent director. Uh, Please Hold is actually streaming right now on HBO Max, so you guys can check that out. And this is another one of those films that's very deep in detail and everything, too. But Alakachu, Take and Run was really good. I really enjoyed being able to review those short films for the Holly Shorts Film Festival. We also have The Dress, which had a lot of buzz at the Holly Shorts Film Festival as well. So Mm -hmm. those are the ones that stood out for me as far as that goes. Um, so, best original screenplay, Belfast wins. Kenneth Piranha wins for Belfast. Yeah, for Belfast, original screenplay. That was a little bit of a surprise on your end, wasn't it? Yeah, because I was actually going for King Richard for that one. Oh. To be honest with you, because I haven't. Here's the thing. I didn't really feel like Don't Look Up was an Academy Award original type of thing. And it I know says, I've said if it if it ends up winning something, that's that picture is going to be real nice and big. Just make it right. real nice and big. Just surprise. But thankfully, it did not. But that 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 was a, a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? Uh, it was because I was like I said, I was expect- yeah. Because here's the thing: I was actually expecting King Richard to win that one for some reason. Um, Best adapted yeah. screenplay: Coda, which once again goes to show you how powerful this movie is. Right. Then the, there goes that big ball of onions again with the sign language clause. Yeah, uh, that was that was a really good choice. And a, a lot of big competition in this category. I know it had Dune, Drive My Car, Power to Dog, Lost Daughter, all great films. But obviously, this movie had to have something to, you know, that stuck out with the adapted screenplay, you know, with, you know, dialogue going in and out from the perspective of people who can hear and people, you know, unfortunately, deaf. And it's, it's an intro, it's a great movie, you know. It, it deserves an honor. What can I say? Definitely. And then we also have the best makeup and hairstyling, which is the eyes of Tammy Faye. Eyes of Tammy Faye. Were you surprised by that? Because I know I was. Just a little bit. I was to, to, to see the reaction to people. I was hoping, hmm, maybe I wish they could just throw a wild card and just say House of Gucci and see how people would respond. But okay. obviously, I did not get that. We got the eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, but for, from some of the looks I've seen now, Jessica Chastain transformed. Uh, yeah, the make the makeup team definitely did what they had to do. The hairstyling team definitely did what they had to do for this uh, particular movie, even though I haven't seen it yet. But yeah. It, it looked like a good honor. Um, I was expecting Cruella, though. I was actually expecting Cruella, though, too, because of the fact that look at the makeup. Look at the different set designs. For, well, not set designs, but the dresses that, you know, Emma Stone had to dress out of. That's not hard mm-hmm. to achieve. I mean, that's not easy to achieve at all or anything. So Absolutely. I thought that would actually win in Clean House, though, a little bit, to be honest with you. And coming to America, too, I knew that didn't have a chance. That movie sucked. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I knew I was, that the, the only makeup that really got, you know, <laughs> the attention of the Oscars, like, yeah, let's nominate this. Oh, the Barbers are still alive? Their makeup looks pretty decent. Oh, uh, Randy Watson looks pretty decent. That one random character that Arsenio Hall did that had absolutely nothing to do with the plot and story. <laughs> yeah, he's right. just a dude. You know, she's just nominated for fun. But yeah, I thought that uh, I thought that you know Cruella would actually win that, but sadly, Eyes of Tammy Faye took that one. Then we have Best Visuals Dune, which is not a surprise. <laughs> That's not a surprise because That's how the, like, the winner is Spider Man. <laughs> Dune, what? Dune. Well, we also had we had two comic book movies. We had Spider Man, Shang Chi. Free guy, no, no time, time to, to die. die. And free and guy. That's a I right. believe this, though, man. Okay, let's say, for instance, that Dune wasn't up for noms or anything mm-hmm. like that. Let's say for Dune, let's just say, for instance, sake for argument, Dune didn't even exist. Right. Okay? My guess would be Bond would win that. Right. Without a doubt. He's... Yeah. Now, I love Shang-Chi, I love Spider-Man No Way Home, and I love Free Guy. But when you look at um, Oscar nominations, when you look at the tone, like I said before, Dune and No Time to Die are the two standouts that actually screams Oscars. What what, uh, judges are looking for. Because here's the thing, I don't look into the guises of how I look at film anymore. Mm -hmm. Whenever it comes down to Oscars, I look at it how the judges look at things. Mm -hmm. Which is a whole new level. If you think about it. Absolutely. So that's how I view films whenever it comes down to the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but Dune definitely deserves the best visual effects. Best original score, Dune, with Hans Zimmer, which I find <laughs> it hilarious that Jason Momoa was the one who accepts his award for him. Right. It was, oh, yeah, he won. Where is, where is he? Jason Momoa said, uh, I'll take this award in his honor. <laughs> and I can just see him. That's it. I don't want no beef with Jason. Go in there and take it. Right. Don't don't get smacked. I think his smack would be harder than This would be making Chris Rock fly over over into the curtains. <laughs> That's how hard he the would. would have been honest, like, ooh, oh, I was going. <laughs> Watching No Time to Die, I would agree with that. Once upon a time in Hollywood, should have one more at the Oscars. Yeah, I think so. Back in 2019 and 2020 in Berlin as well. Mm. And let's see here. We have, after that, Best Animated Short, which I actually reviewed one film out of that oh. whole entire uh, collection that was actually nominated, which is Fiesta. Fiesta, which is also Bestia. translated to... Yeah. <laughs> Bestia. That's it. Thank you. Bestia, which is also translated to Beast. Ah. And I knew that film was not going to get nominated for that. The tone is way too dark for that movie. And I actually had two or three WTF moments in that film, to be honest with you. And yeah. The reason for that, though, the reason why I had those moments was because of the fact in the dream sequences alone, stuff like that, was because, okay, in context of it, in the dream sequence, she actually cuts off her dog's head. Oh, this is also yeah, that, a that, woman that, who. That's dark. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the f? Uh, because here no, I am, imagine I'm, if they showed that clip at the Oscars. Jeez. 
Okay, so let me explain to you what it's about. It's about this woman named Ingrid. Ingrid works for an undercover agency in Chile mm-hmm. who is actually going under, uh, let's see, democracy and stuff like that. Things like, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah. so, anyway, she's over there torturing somebody day in and day out, torturing different prisoners to get information out of them. And she just repeats the same thing over and over again to the point where her own anxieties and her own insecurities makes her think that maybe she might be the one who winds up dying next. And she has a whole journal as well of what's going on. So then, of course, you know, at the very beginning, you're wondering, why does she have a hole in her head? Oh, well, why does she have a hole in her head? (laughs) But then that's not the, uh, the other one. The other one is the dog licking her privates. Yeah. Oh. So, how, how did they select this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> and I felt uncomfortable reviewing it. That's why I had it on my back burner for a while. Like, I don't know how to review <laughs> this film. I don't know how to say something. I'm like, even with the anxiety stuff and things like that and the depression, I'm like, I'm sorry, if you were that depressed over, I understand that you're depressed, but that's going way beyond anything. And it yeah, made me feel very uncomfortable. And you can even ask Charlie this, is this rare that a movie will actually make me very uncomfortable to the point where I'm like, you know what, I'm probably not going to try and review this. Mm. But I did recently before the Oscars because I had this up for about a month for me to review. And it made me feel uncomfortable. Well, I'm glad they didn't ask you to host because if you had to break down the details of that movie, they would have went, censor that. We're just going <laughs> to let them. <laughs> so I understand why the windshield wipers <laughs> won the award for short films. Yes, give it to the windshield wipers. <laughs> not that one. Not not Bestia. <laughs> so the next one we have The Queen of Basketball won Best Short Documentary. Mm-hmm. Best cinematography goes to Dune, of course. Nightmare Alley didn't deserve it, in my opinion. <laughs> I put that one to, uh, to lay down and fall asleep to. Uh, needless <laughs> to say, it's a great movie to fall asleep to, but I, I don't remember <laughs> what happened. I know Bradley Cooper's in it, and that's it. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, it's great for a one-time watch, but it's not great to actually watch all the way through. No. I mean, to watch it again for the second time or whatever. But, yeah. Um, then we have Best Costume Design, which Jenny Bivenin deserved that reward for, for the... Cruella. For Cruella. I mean, the coat. The coat. The coat, the costume designs, everything about that was fantastic. I like mm-hmm. Cruella. I liked for what it was. So that one definitely deserved it. And of course, Best Film Editing, Dune. This is when we thought that it was going to be nothing but the Dune show. Right, I was like, well, this should be an easy highlight show. Doing one this, doing one that. They performed here, they performed there, in memoriam, blah, blah, blah. Thank you for tuning into the headlight show for the Dune show. <laughs> but no, <laughs> they actually spice it up in the second half. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely doing in the second half. Because, and then they also had Best Production Design, Dune. As well. Dune. Best Sound, Dune. Dune. <laughs> then... After that, I think that was all of it. Yeah, that, yeah. that pretty much covers it. Uh, and of course, there's that one side popular film category that they just reinstated. Yeah. After Converse a couple years ago. But, you know, that was in between. Yeah, that was in between. 
But yep, that's everything that covers as far as the Oscars go. Will Smith slapping the piss out of Chris Rock. And that's it. So overall, I thought that the Oscars was very, dis- like I said, very disorganized, very disjointed. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was rushed. It, it felt like it speed, sped along uh, fast because of the fact that they ended up cutting out some of the they cut off the shorts and then they edited into the TV later on in the live feed, right. which you can tell the difference between the backgrounds when they did that, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially on how quick as Reza Mid had to do his acceptance speech. Right. Thank you very much for X, Y, and Z. I'm very honored to do this movie. Like that's it. 30 it long goodbye. <laughs> yeah. It's like, thank you. I, I do appreciate anyone that's going through anything in their life or anything. Thank you for my reward. And I'm like, I wish that he had a little bit longer time to do his acceptance speech. Yeah, that was the opposite of a long goodbye. That was a very, very short goodbye. Right. Uh, so another thing I want to bring up is the reunion of Pulp Fiction. That was kind of cool. Charlie mentioned that. Um, I thought it was cool to see John Travolta and Samuel Jackson and all them back again up on stage. Will shook too. me up I, earlier, and they were doing that dance. I was like, is Sam going to say something next? But, you know, no. <laughs> stuck on script. <laughs> right? I thought he was going to drop the mother effort and whine for some like, reason. You know <laughs> oh, like, the show right. is just going downhill. <laughs> right? It's like, well, let's go in there and drag it even more downhill. Let's drop the mother effort line. Right. <laughs> Um, the briefcase was really a cool thing, too, that Charlie wanted to talk about. Oma Thurman, of course, being on stage. But also, too, I want to talk about The Godfather uh, yeah. movie, being 76 years old and having all the- Yes. And you know what? I would love to see a reunion of that. Because wow. you have all these actors and actresses still alive. Right. Where you can do a 30-year re- do a reunion, kind of like on a Harry Potter kind of way. Yeah, but, put it on HBO Max. Let them say whatever they want to say. <laughs> Just don't have Chris Rock there. But no, no. <laughs> Robert De Niro, I can't wait right. to hear that. Very happy. Al Pacino was there. <laughs> All the old school um, cats were there. I was actually happy to see that. I love The Godfather. Godfather's Part 1 and Part 2 will always be my favorites. Part 3, no, not so much. But the first two will always be in my wheelhouse. Right. And Black Fago goes, I own both of those movies, so reunion would be amazing. Yes, um, that would actually be truly amazing to see. Because I love uh, Al Pacino. Hua! I love <laughs> I love Al Pacino. <laughs> I love uh, seeing Robert De Niro and all them on stage. It was just fantastic. It was a great right. time. I've actually, to be honest with you, that's also another moment that actually feels like the Oscars including seeing John Travolta on stage and doing a tip of the hat to Pulp Fiction, which helped him win the win um, his academy and everything. Too. Right. Even the white men can't jump ring. It was pretty decent. Right. So with that being said, I think that's everything I wanted to talk about as, as far as the Oscars go. What about you? Is there anything else that you feel like that we might've missed or anything? Well, ne- uh, next year, I think a real, you know, strong suggestion for me, uh, something that they could probably change, you know, not really go over time. I know they went over like by 20 minutes this year compared to last year's ceremony. It's probably just 
don't have hosts again. <laughs> you know, uh, no, no harm foul done. They're all great people. You know, uh, we had Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina Hall host, and they had their segments here and there. But it definitely felt like it was on a tight script, and <laughs> therefore they can only run a so much limited star power. I mean, the first half was not too bad, actually, if I say so myself. But afterwards, it just just got tiresome. So, so just a sure. suggestion: cut, cut down the hosting thing. And the hosting second. thing needs to be cut a little bit. The red carpet yeah. stuff, I could, I couldn't care less about it, to be honest with you. I don't really want. I'm like, I'm, I can't, I'm poor. I can't afford Armani suits. I don't care about what everybody is wearing or anything like that. I can't relate to that. Yeah. We get it. You're there for an award. Good for you. Sit your butts inside the, the award room and let's get this thing on. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Do all the press stuff with the press and stuff like that. You don't have to do the TV or do it with the TV, and then put all the sh- uh, short films into into the live feeds. Right now, Wanda Sites, on the other hand, I felt like that's the you and I both said it. That skit just didn't land. Yeah, the, the whole skit it reminded me of her old short lived variety show. Uh, like the only time I think that worked was when she was talking to Shaw Day. Like, you know, that one skit worked, but all the other ones, it was like, no, it doesn't land. It goes no, it was very forced. The humor was right. forced. I only laughed a little bit at the Weinstein bit, but other than that. Yeah, the Weinstein good. bit made me laugh, and then having the other person look behind it to look and see if that was looked like really like Harvey Weinstein, that was perfect. But no, <laughs> it, it felt for, forced on that, though, to myself. Yeah. So. Anyways, um, with that being said, Western, where can everybody reach you at if you want to go ahead and follow you on Twitter and all your social medias? Well, hey, you can follow me either on Twitter uh, at reviews underscore Western or on my Instagram page uh, at Western Reviews Official. Uh, you can find the podcast wherever you may listen to podcasts. And hey, you know, we're going to keep this moving. <laughs> Okay. And guys, you guys can go on ahead, follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook under the same brand name on Pinterest and on Instagram as well. Another thing too is, guys, go on ahead and click, do a little click, 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 clack, clack on my bill. You know, just ring my bill on the bottom right hand corner ring to allow you guys to know that when we have something new here, don't forget to hit that like, subscribe button, and all that other good stuff over here. Also, too, go on ahead, go over to Good Pods. Good Pods is basically social media for podcasters or, or someone that likes listening to podcasts yourselves. Go on ahead, go over to Good Paws Raiders over there, comment below, we'll reply back to you. Best Western Wonders also on there too. Then hey. of course, go in and rate us on Spotify and of course on Apple Podcasts as well. That allows other people to find us and everything and rank us over there. And please give us a five-star review if you choose to do so. Then of course, go on ahead. If you want to go go on ahead and follow me on TikTok, just go on ahead, follow me at Movie Lovers Unit Zero. And then of course, follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit. And then, of course, if you want our sponsor or like to be on the show, reach out to me at MovieLoversUnite at gmail.com. And then tomorrow night, I'm doing my Movie Lovers Rewind. We're talking about the movies that are turning 10 and 20 years old uh, today. That's actually my failing old segment of the show that I'm doing. And it's just specifically just for YouTube. So, therefore, that segment is not going to be on the podcast. So, if you're listening to this on the podcast, that's you're just going to have to go over to the YouTube channel and check that out. And then our Moon Knight segment, yes, we are doing a Moon Knight show, but unfortunately, that's also just going to be on YouTube as well. So, and that's only going to be a 17 to 20 minute show as well. So, that's going to be another thing you guys are going to have to subscribe to the channel for. I'm just sorry. That's just the way it's going to be. And (laughs) 
But some good news, though. Monday, uh, Wednesdays, and Fridays is going to be for the podcast. So those are going to be a little bit more lengthier, more drawn-out episodes like I normally do. So that's everything that you need to know about that. I want to thank you, Western Wonder, for joining me, as always. I do appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me again. It's fun. You're welcome, man. Anytime. And always until next time, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again.